On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're throwing the trade hacky sack around. Sit back, relax, and join me as we throw around a crazy trade. All that coming up and more on Locked On Lightning. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Locked On Lightning. Just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. On this episode, we're talking about the crazy trade that I tweeted this morning at 4 o'clock. Uh, we're breaking it all down. Um the logistics is this something that could actually happen we're talking about calgary's needs and the best possible outcome before we dive into all that please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast give us follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form we're also available on youtube so go ahead subscribe to the channel love hearing from all of you drop a comment below i know that there's going to get a ton uh there's going to be a ton of feedback on this which i hope there is i mean not so much on Twitter, because I, I will admit my Twitter account's dry as as hell. So I would imagine we're probably going to get a lot more feedback on the comment below. So go ahead and drop it. I want to I hear how you feel about this. And, and I had a little bit of a idea as I was prepping for this, but I will drop that idea as maybe a little bit of a tweak uh, towards the end of this segment. So a little bit of backstory for those of you who don't follow me on Twitter I tweeted this morning because after our, my conversation with the guys from Locked On Avalanche, they were asking about needs and all that stuff. And if you haven't tuned into that episode, go ahead. That's a great crossover. Every time the three of us get together, uh, it's phenomenal. Uh, I think we got something like 40 minutes of, 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 of footage, uh, which is awesome. So go ahead, tune into that. But, you know, they were asking me, what are the realistic trade outcomes or, you know, more so our wish list. And if you've been listening or following the podcast for at least the last week or so, you know, I've been very high on Noah Hannafin uh, from the Calgary Flames, a defenseman who's still very much in the prime of his career, obviously um, still on the younger side, of course. And the Flames are a team that are clearly or have been, rumored over the last couple of weeks that they are going to be sellers at the deadline um right now they sit uh four uh three points out of that last wild card spot in the west um it's not working out for them uh there's been tons of rumors flying around that they're going to trade their 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 goaltender at some point jacob markstrom but obviously the lightning aren't in the market for a goaltender we need a defenseman now especially with uh mikhail sergachev out of the picture for the foreseeable future so the Calgary Flames, a team that looks like they're probably going to go through a rebuild, and it will be a short rebuild, people, because I, I assure you this team has or will have at least at some point, if especially the trade that I'm about to mention does go through, uh, the Calgary Flames are going to have a billion draft picks over the next couple of years if this were to happen. So this morning when I woke up, when I was when when when. I was getting ready for my day. I 
a little idea struck me and then I dove deeper and thanks to our, our friends over at Cap Friendly, I was able to simulate a trade uh, and I did it in the way that a, you know, money works for both sides. The, the, I think, you know, maybe I'm being a little biased uh, and we'll dive into Calgary's, Calgary's uh, needs later on, but I dove into a trade and I tweeted it out, and this is what a hypothetical trade between the Calgary Flames and the Tampa Bay Lightning would be if I were GM and was able to, to get this deal done. So Lightning trade, Alex Barre-Boulay, Tyler Mott, Brent Seabrook's contract, a 2024 seventh-round pick that they got from Chicago, a 2025 second-round pick, and a 2026 first-round pick to Calgary. In return, they get Noah Hannafin and Blake Coleman, and you with with fifteen percent of Coleman's contract retained by the Flames. Now, this does leave the Flames with two very good players. The Lightning get back Blake Coleman, who we all love and know, and you could throw him on that third line, uh, as well as you know, and then. You know Tanner Janot is going down to if he if he isn't already, but you could definitely now at that time, um, kind of throw him down. But I mean, really, you put you put uh Coleman on that third line. Mott's gone. Uh, when Janot comes back, he goes down to the fourth line to replace Boulay, his spot, and he plays alongside Glenn Denning and Shafi. And that works out well in the lineup. You know, Coleman goes right back to his old spot where he used to be. Uh, on a great line with Esamont and Sherry. I think that, though, in that scenario, I think, or, you know, I don't know. I don't know about this. This is, I think that we could also probably do Stamkos to the third line. You throw Paul or Hagel up to that left winger position. Uh, Paul might be out a little bit out of position there on that wing, but uh, you definitely could throw Hagel up there, and then you put Coleman on that second line. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities when you bring him in, but obviously the big dog or cause really it, it's funny when I think when, it, when I go back and think about it, Coleman, who I think a lot of lightning fans would love to have back. And, and really, I mean, we all know was such a huge part of that Stanley cup winning team um, is really a throw in in this game. And, I think at the end of the day, though, you know, obviously the big fish in this is Noah Hannafin. Now, what happens with Hannafin is that I think he could throw him on that second line with Chernak. Flurry goes down to that third line, and then you kind of just do kind of a defensive combination by association, whether you put Lil Martinson, Lilleberg, and and Flurry together, or you put Flurry and Perbix together. Honestly, I wish there was some sort of scenario where we could maybe throw Perbix. I mean, we could also put Perbix in that trade, but I don't think that, you know, Calgary would be. I think really from Calgary's point of view, I think they mostly want draft picks so they could just draft and draft and draft and get this team or get really this, this yeah, this team back to winning ways in the next, in, in the coming years. Um, but yeah, this is a trade where also um, I will include in that, uh, I did include in that, um, was that the Lightning would, after that trade, have $73,000 to play with afterwards. So there's that as well. Um, 
it's 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 really you know a deal that I feel. I mean, I I wish I had that in with Julian Brees boss. I could just text him this and be like, "What do you think? You know, is this something that we could do?" Because I would love to hear the feedback from an NHL GM about this. But I think this is a trade, um, that you know, the more I think about it, I did like I said, I did, um, I did tweet this out this morning but i i do firmly believe that um the more and more you look at it from a practical side especially now that you know the flames are kind of starting to drift backwards um in the standings and and it looks like you know and and i will say though you know it also depends on the flames you know um we're still in february we still have about a little bit under a month uh till the trade deadline you know the flames could say why don't we hold on to pieces we have now see if we could inch closer to those wildcard spots um cuz they're not going to get into those third division spots that's just something that's not going to happen but um it's it's a trade that leaves both teams out of the red um i think the thing yeah it, it's going to suck for them because they're giving away a guy that they signed years ago um and you know it's going to be a little tricky possibly for the lightning uh, next year in terms of trying to make that money work. But I think that, you know, you get back Coleman, you have him on the books for three more years. Um, you let Pervix go. Um, Barre Boulay is gone. You shore up your second line. You have two solid lines now because I'm perfectly fine with having Radish on that first with Hedman. And then you got a solid top six. Um, you know, your fourth line's a little weird. Um, I think that, you know, really at the end of the day, you know, in the off season, you know, I don't know how we feel about that last winger spot on that fourth line. Um, but you have Janelle Glenn Denning and insert solid death player. I think that's works out for everyone. And plus, you know, Stamkos potentially leaves then that opens up a ton of space to go out there and get someone else of quality that is a little on the younger side. At the same time as well, you look you look at Hannafin. He's a UFA after this year. The guy's 27 years old. Um, and, and, you know, we all, and I'm sure there's some people saying, what about these no trade clauses? These guys, if they have a chance to go somewhere and win, especially if they're aware that Calgary's not going to do anything this year, especially, like I said, at the top of the show, Calgary has more draft picks. They almost have as many draft picks, I think, than as they do wins uh, in the, over the next three years. That's how much they have. And I, I, I think that Hannafin, guy like that, a guy like Coleman who also knows that, you know, what's potentially waiting for him in, you know, that's the only other thing with Coleman, too, is that he's a little on the older side. By the time his contract ends, he will be 34, 30, 35 years old. Um, off the top of my head, I'm not entirely sure when he when his birthday is. But the the fact of the matter is is that you're setting yourself up not only to win this year potentially with a guy with those two guys, but you're also setting yourself up to potentially build at the same time. Because yeah, you have Coleman; he's a little on the older side, but he's still effective. Uh, he's playing very well this year. Uh, his numbers right now are, as stated, he's got 21 goals, 
43, uh, 43 points. Um, the guy's playing phenomenal right now, and he's averaging a, a little under a shade of 17 and a half minutes per game. That, I mean, everything that you would have expected him to be, even when he left Tampa Bay. So I, I, I think that really that's the way, even if it's not this exact trade, which I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I think I'm a genius the more I think about it with this trade. Obviously, what it comes down to is, you know, is Calgary willing to play a ball? And is Julian Brees boss aware that not only can he set his team up to win this year, because I guarantee I will put money on it that if a trade like this of this manner, if you get those two guys from Calgary and you could also, I think, in my opinion, you could sub out Coleman from for Sharon Govich, who. I loved when he was in New Jersey. I loved watching that guy play. Um, plus, you're getting a quality center. If you get a guy like that, and, you know, because you could put Sharon Govich on the first line with with Point and Kucherov, especially if Stamkos is gone after this year. Um, it also, you know, other than the emotional aspect of that, it also allows yourself to, you know, the the him going away part, Stamkos going somewhere else part, isn't that much painful when it comes to what quality of players you're getting in return. So let me know in the comments below what you think about that. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about this because this is something that I think that every day that the, the Lightning continue to win, they continue to climb up in the standings, and every day that Calgary continues to sink lower and lower, this is a potential... This is something that could relatively happen uh, on the March 8th deadline. So let me know in the comments below what you're thinking about that. So coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk about, you know, Calgary's needs. Realistically, um, I'm going to switch GM hats and go from being Tampa Bay's GM to Calgary's D GM in just a bit. First, we're going to talk about one of our sponsors, and that is our friends over at Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game knock over as well as you'd hoped? Well, get the couples and family online seminar for 20, 25% off for the month of February using the discount code locked on. Again, that's the discount code locked on for 25% off your for off the rest of the month at www.caminoconsulting.ca or mention locked on when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five pre profiles free. So as always, I want to thank all of you for tuning in to this episode of Locked on Lightning. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube. YouTube. So comment below this video. Tune into the channel. Subscribe. Drop a comment. Thumbs up. I want to know how you're all feeling uh, about just this team in general. And, you know, the possibility of a trade. Because that is something that is going to happen sooner, hopefully, rather than later. Uh, I, I think that hopefully, maybe this is wishful thinking, I'm hoping that Julian Bruce Boss has learned his lesson from last year 
not to wait till the last minute. Um, it's kind of like how we, when we were in school, you wait till the last minute to do your work, your homework or whatever, or study. You're not going to do as well. And that's what happened at the trade deadline. Lightning waited till the last minute to make a move, and boom, they did not do as well as they hoped at the deadline. So, yeah, you know, we're, we're talking. We just got done talking about Hannafin and Coleman. Coleman possibly making his return back to Tampa Bay with my proposed trade. So let me just refresh your memories in case you forgot. It is Hannafin and Coleman with 15% of Coleman's salary retained by the the flames and then Alex Barry Boulay, Tyler Mott and Brent Seabrook's contract are shipped out to Calgary never to be seen again especially Seabrook's tra- uh, contract and then alongside of that is a 2024 seventh round pick which the Lightning got from the Chicago Blackhawks a 25 second round pick uh and a 26 first round pick um and and I know you're some of you might also say well listen you have been very anti-trading picks. Well, that was before. That was when the Lightning were kind of in the cellar, right? You know, it, it was kind of when we didn't see the team that we're seeing play now. And now it's it's gone from trying to plug the dam, the the flood from the dam, to now putting a few pieces together to get it all uh, on the same trajectory or the trajectory that we would like this team to go on and that is not only to the Stanley Cup playoffs which I think at this point we could f- safely say that that is a very real possibility and most likely will happen but this is a team that now you especially with the addition of Hannafin and possibly Coleman that is a whole that is a different and and better team and Coleman you know He's a lot different. He would be a lot different than other guys that you would normally bring in at the deadline. He knows all pretty much probably all these players on this team for the most part, except for maybe some guys that were added like the Pauls um, and Janelle, of course. Um, But for the most part, he knows everybody on this team. He knows, you know, everybody's tendencies. He's has experience playing with them. So there's that. And. So you have a guy who basically is just sliding into a spot. The only thing that really changes is his jersey. So really, Hannafin coming in as young as he is, uh, with him being a UFA next year, and that's the other thing. It's you know if he comes in, he doesn't play well at all, which I doubt that will happen. He has ton of talent. Um, it's just he's been hiding out there in Calgary, where really no one's paying attention on the east side, on the east coast of things. I'm sure. Western Conference fans are definitely aware of Noah Hannafin. You bring those two guys out here, uh, your team goes from being a third-place team on paper to now we could could potentially talk about this team reaching higher accomplishments, not only in season. I mean, I don't know if we could go as far and this is also dependent on the rest of the team. You know, if the team completely, you know, craps the bed in a couple of weeks and is, you know, we're back to square one, that's a whole different ballgame. But this team, if they continue to play the way they play and you add those two guys and they play the way they're supposed to play, this is a team that could possibly catch up with the Bruins and possibly go back to the Eastern Conference Finals. But like I said, that's all dependent on Calgary. That's all dependent on how desperate 
Julian Breeze bosses, as well as how creative he could get at the deadline. Um, but as for Calgary, like I said, I'm switching GM hats. If I'm the GM of <clears throat> the Calgary Flames and Julian Breeze boss calls me, said, listen, let's make a deal. I am, I am foaming at the mouth excited because this is a team, you know, from from a team that really, well, first of all, if I if I'm the GM of the Flames, I'm calling it at this point, and that might sound a little biased, but I look at it this way: you you look at this team for the Calgary Flames, you have good players, you have a good foundation. You know, this isn't something that is you know we're not talking about like a kind of a rebuild that we're seeing from Ottawa or a rebuild that we've seen from Detroit no this is something that could be fixed in the next maybe two to three years even the next year if you're lucky um rebuilds don't happen like that in the NHL anymore you know they're 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 very fast these days and you know you got a good like I said you have a very good base there you have Jonathan Huberdeau who yeah he's been a disappointment since he's he got traded there. You know, a lot of people thought him being the reigning MVP that he was going to be, you know, be able to slide in and help this team uh, really grow and be better. Well, jokes on on Flames fans, unfortunately. Igor Sharangovich, who, like I said, I love this guy. 20 goals, uh, 36, 36 points. Uh, he's a center. Um, he's very, very big, plays big, can can skate too. Uh, a guy that could really do a lot of things, a first-line center. Um, I would, I'd love that. And then you have, you know, the names that we all know, Nazem Kadri, Michael Backlin, Andrew Manjinapani, um, and, and really that's it. And, and then you have on the back end, you know, I saw a Lightning fan talk about Tanev, uh, act, and, and my answer to that, you know, they were saying, what about Tanev? I don't want Chris Tanev. You know, if Hannafin's there and he's available, let's go for him. I'm not, you know, at this point, if you're calling the flames, you know, I and especially if I'm the opposing GM, if I'm the Calgary Flames GM, if someone's calling me about Chris Tanev, that's great. But, you know, I'm looking to take advantage of this. I got like I said, I got a billion. Well, not a billion. That's an understatement. But if you look at their this upcoming draft alone, you got two, four, six. Eight, you got eight draft picks, and then the Lightning call you up, and they want to give you the Blackhawks seventh. Absolutely, let's go ahead and make let's 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 make a deal. Um, obviously, I'm not going to give up Hannafin and especially Coleman for you know next to nothing. You know, just because for the sake of I want to call time of death on the season, I'm calling it because I I you know I want to start it early. And as for next year, you do have a good number of UFAs as well on the Calgary side. So that's where this team, this, this trade would make a make sense. You're getting money off the books with Coleman, who, like I said, he's 32. He still has a lot of hockey left in him. Um, but at the same time, if I'm the GM, I want to bring some, a little bit, you know, guys that are maybe like 25, you get a little bit more years out of them. Um, so just looking at the, the cap friendly, if you want to follow along for the flames, you got one, two, three, four, five, six. You got six UFAs next year. After this year, really. And I mean, I don't know how many of those you're realistically signing. I mean, those 
you know, especially after the year that you have and, and the draft picks that you have, I would imagine, especially if we're talking, if it's gotten to the point that there's rumors flying around that Jacob Markstrom might not be with this team at the end of the year. And, and he, he's very good goaltender. You know, he has his ups and downs like every other goaltender. And, and if I'm the GM, I'm definitely trading him. And, and I'm trying to get as much out of that, out of a, out of a playoff, uh, a, a, a team that is desperate to do well in the playoffs. And there's a good number of teams out there that are really fiending for a a goaltender that, that have the playoff potential and they just need a goaltender as that last uh, throw in. And, and we've seen it over the last couple of years, uh, Jonathan quick in Vegas, most recently um, doing a good, did a good job out there. Uh, Mark Andre flurry, uh, traded a couple of times over the last couple of years. I believe the last trade he was involved with was Minnesota. Um, so, you know, there's definitely examples there. And why stop at that if I'm the GM of the Flames? You know, if especially if, if you know, obviously I'm sure there's been a conversation with Hannafin already and and his, uh, his agent, you know, do you want to be back here next year? You know, this is our plan for the next couple of years, you know, especially if we don't make the playoffs. Um, is that something you want to be a part of? And if I'm Hannafin, and like I said, maybe I sound a little biased, but if I'm 27-year-old defenseman who's going to be a UFA next year, what better way to drive my value up into unrestricted free agency by helping a team go on a crazy-ass playoff run, a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning, where not only you have potential to go on a run, but to also you, your presence there helps them get back possibly to the Stanley Cup final, and you're a part of that. Teams look at that and they take that into consideration. So, you know, like I said, maybe I'm a little, maybe I'm a little biased because I want Coleman, I want, and you know, I want Coleman, I want uh, Hannafin. But that's just where I trying to do my best. And and we're going to talk more about that on, uh, next week because I'm going to have Locked On Flames host uh, Jess Belmunto on here. She's going to talk. We're going to talk about, you know, we're going to do basically a recorded trade negotiation. Um, so tune in for that. I believe that episode's probably going to drop on Tuesday. So you definitely want to tune in for that. Uh, we'll we'll provide more information as the day uh, uh comes ever closer so coming up in just a little bit we're going to talk about best possible outcome what does that mean that means you know the realistic possibility that this happens uh, we'll talk about that to wrap things up in just a little bit first i want to wrap things up with our friends over at game time now if you've been a listener of this podcast for at least you know the last two days you know i'm a huge fan of the game time app now you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. My favorite thing about this is views from your seats. I don't want to go to a game, pay all this money, and be sitting behind some beam. You know, in this day and age, obstructed view is ridiculous thing to have and you shouldn't have to pay for it by not looking to see where you sit uh my favorite thing also is like i said a couple of weeks ago i went to a comedy event uh we me and my buddy we got the tickets 
real cheap with these killer last minute deals. They really helped us out. And we were right up front and we got our tickets with in a matter of seconds. And you definitely don't want to be sitting there waiting outside your event and still not getting your tickets. That's ridiculous. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So one last time, I want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead. And subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube. So go ahead, subscribe to that channel. And we're wrapping things up, you know, after we talked about, you know, the trade itself, the trade that I, like I said, I just threw out there on Twitter at 4 a.m., half asleep, eyes bloodshot red from lack of sleep, and had the whole day to just let it stew and let it you know evolve and and now we're talking about it and it's something like i said i think that it is very possible this could happen now the hannafin yes the hannafin part 100 percent. i i think that he is very high on the lightning list he is probably number one because like i stated the other player that was being discussed was Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Sean Walker, who, like I said, that's that feels like a like a Trojan horse trade. I feel like, you know, or or whatever way you want to describe it, because like the Flyers are in the playoff hunt like they're they're in the thick of it. Why would they trade a second line defenseman unless they're going to flip whatever assets they get for him for someone, some other bigger fish, which. It, it you know it, it it opens up a whole can of worms of questions as to why that trade would make sense unless the flyers the only possible explanation it was the, the flyers don't want to make the playoffs which i don't think that's something that a they would ever admit or any franchise would admit or b that's just not something that you would do uh, especially with John Tortorella as your coach but the the Blake Coleman trade uh, part of that, like I said, that's a little bit of just like sugar on top. That was kind of like a throw in. Um, in a perfect world, that happens in this one that we live in. Most likely not. That's not going to happen. Blake Coleman's going to be in Calgary um, probably for the, at least the next couple of years. Unless something unforeseen happens, he decides he wants out. But... I think it would be very irresponsible. Very irresponsible for Julian Bruce boss to call Calgary and talk about Hannafin and not at least inquire about Coleman. Because like I said, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer to bring him in because he knows pretty much all those guys on those lines that he would be playing with. So, you know... Uh, and I've already figured out a way to make the, the money work. So why? I, I want to hear from the man himself. What would be st- stopping you? Um. So, yeah, like I said, likelihood of a Hannafin trade, as long as the Lightning make the move to, to reach out to them or they don't wait too long. 
I would say the likelihood is probably very much so. I, I think we could very much see Hannafin in a lightning jersey uh, by the deadline. Like I said, get this guy in as soon as possible. There's no reason to wait. Um, and that goes for Coleman, too. So the, the Coleman part, I think that's really just a wild card thing. We're just going to have to wait. I mean, uh, if I, I hope I'm right that that happens. If not, you know, the, if, if I want to be a little greedy, sub Coleman out, and I know this kind of changes the nature of the deal because that's a little bit of a higher trade chip. I mean, the Lightning would realistically have to give up a lot more for a Sharon Govich Hannafin trade than they would probably for a Coleman uh, Hannafin trade. So let me know in the comments below what you think. What are your best alternatives to this trade? I want to hear them all, and I will discuss them all. Uh, on the next episode or whatever episode that comes out that we get enough comments that we can talk about because I want to I want to discuss them all. Um, so drop those below this comment and uh, drop those drop those b below this video and make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form and subscribe to the channel. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.